Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I got him, Belarin. I just had dinner with the Obama, what did you do? Hop up on Twitter talking about the stuff you don't do. Rock off for Lauren Shorty, cause that is what you gonna do. Sabiato, New Balance, some style. Third down and six, right up the gut. That is Gibson, and he is gone. Third of the ball game for the rookie Antonio Gibson. Farms at the farms, all you hear is oi. One time for BDR, we just try and see you out. I used to be with Nas, beating Nurse City up. Why should you talk to one respect about it? Picked up, and Mullins fumbles the football. Washington has it back. Chase Young, they're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. Maybe I got it all too fast, too soon. Been living life, no fans, no rules. And I've been trying to make it last, make it move. But I'm a hop in this point and I can fool. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Burgundy Network Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Taylor, joining me from Atlanta, Georgia, as always. Brian Murphy, how you doing, Brian? What's up, man? I'm doing well. Nice to talk some football at the end of the week, so ready to get going. I know there's a lot that has been going on, a lot of things we didn't see coming, and a lot of hopeful things looking towards the future. So I'm going to call this episode New Directions. I'm talking on the field stuff, off the field stuff. We'll talk about a little bit about this new stadium. We'll talk about some food, possibly, and we'll throw some little fun little segments in there in the new segment at the end that we're going to go over. But Brian, like I said, there's a lot of things that we didn't bet on happening this season. And speaking of bets that we'll talk about, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, who is the fastest and easiest way to make all of your bets on sports actions online. I use Bet Online all the time. I know you see me talking sports betting on Twitter. Um, you win some, you lose some. But at the end of the day, Bet Online is the easiest way to make the sports bets just head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit so if you lose you still got some free money to play with brian but like i said there's a lot of things we didn't expect yeah and i'll start with some players now i went on record with on the podcast right when we hired ron i was like i'm expecting turnover on the roster, I'm expecting his old regime players gone, like, you know, kind of name drop some like the app keys and stuff for the team. And his first season, I'll say we didn't really see too much of it. Like, yeah, yeah you know, we saw some players go, like Trent Williams was finally gone. But second season, Ryan, man, he <laughs> he is just coming in. If you did you ever watch The Walking Dead? Uh not not that much, but I, that I know much. the premise. Well, for us diehards, I stopped watching like season eight when it started sucking. But for us diehards, Negan was like the leader. and He was just coming after everybody. He always had that baseball bat with him and just taking everyone's head off. Ron is going full Negan mode right now. He is just kicking out all the old regime players. And it started with not signing Ryan Kerrigan, who we'll talk about a little bit. It was interesting because he said to Kime, look, I knew from the get-go the very beginning of free agency. So a couple months back, if you remember like that whole interview he did with Kime, he's like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's a business, tough decisions to make. I think right then he knew 
he was not part of the plans of the future. He just didn't want to come out and say that so early. Yeah. But the bomb drop that he went to Philly, you and me were texting. I was like, well, what the heck? I couldn't believe it. Like, I expected him to go somewhere like we were mentioning. The Colts, you know, the Bills, Steelers, who were a team of interest. And then he just drops the Philly bomb on us. Like, how how hurt were you? Like, be honest. Um. You know, I got to try to remember that as a business, but man, that really sucks. Uh, you know, it stinks to cheer for a guy for 10 years. And, you know, I know how much he, this team meant to him and how much he meant to this fan base. But yeah, man, that sucks uh, going to the Eagles. No hard feelings because you absolutely got to do what's right for you. But uh, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And um, you know, I'll, I'll always love the guy for what he did for Washington, but he's an Eagle now and, you know, he's the enemy now. I mean, that's the way yeah. it goes. So, uh, I definitely won't be cheering for his team at all. I hope that, you know, he does well and that his team loses every single week, but, um, you know, you know, you got to separate it, you know, obviously it stinks that now he's a Philadelphia Eagle. That, that part is, is what it is, but, uh, definitely can be appreciative of all the things that he did and, um what he meant to this franchise and you know whenever his career is officially over he's definitely going to go down as one of the best uh redskins of of all time and um you know just all the contributions he made and uh it's it's crazy it's it's weird to think about him not in burgundy and gold but that's that's the way it goes sometimes yeah like i i've seen like the the trend going on like classic players like seeing them in weird jerseys like michael jordan yeah. wizard jersey was one of them jerry rice as a seattle seahawk like to me like that it's just gonna feel extremely weird and like thankfully we don't see him until the end of the season it's like yeah. we're gonna that offensive line is gonna be ready like i'm not worried about that at all but like we're gonna go all season long and then like it's gonna come to philly we can be like oh shoot like this is we're gonna see ryan kerrigan like in that the Eagles uniform for the first time. It's going to be so ugly. Like we're just not going to be used to it. So like, thankfully it's towards the back end. Um, but like you said, like, and people will talk about like, does he still belong in the ring of honor? Stuff like that. And if you say no, you're just overly butthurt about the whole situation. Cause yeah. obviously he's going to be in the ring of honor. Obviously I think he, he would sign a one day contract with Washington once he does retire for just sure. because his whole career was here. I mean, all time sack leader, 95 and a half sacks in his career with Washington. Like, come on, like it, he's, he's going to end here. Um, and then even last year, like we talked about, you know, his injury, like how much contribution and stuff like that, even as a rotational guy, five and a half sacks had a phenomenal season. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't blame the guy wanting to go out. I just didn't see Philly as a spot where I'm like, okay, yeah, he's going to be a sure starter like over Barnett. And I just, I, I just don't see it. I think he might possibly be another rotational guy, especially for like what three and a half million. Yeah, and I, I thought he would go to a better team, to be honest. I mean, you know, we'll dog on the Eagles all the time, even when they're good. But I just don't think they're a very good team. And I thought he'd want to go to a team where, uh, like you said, that he could be a situation, even if it meant being a situational guy, going to a better team where he had a chance to do something in the playoffs, which, um, you know, he only went to the playoffs, what, like three times here, maybe. Yeah. So, um, you know, I thought he'd want to go to a, a place where he could go out um and make a difference in the in the playoffs yeah i I certainly didn't think uh the eagles won bit so that that part was surprising but it is what it is and um, yeah now now he's a philly eagle and it said the steelers were a team of interest i would much rather go to pittsburgh i mean like i was saying like him and tj watt like yo that's a good that's a good little edge rushing little team right um i mean pass rushing team like i feel like that'd be phenomenal i feel like they're in a way better chance 
of winning more games than the Eagles. They are absolutely going to win more games than the Eagles, I'd say. So right. to me, it was just head-scratching. But anyways, it was just funny because I tweeted out, I was like, coming soon, Ryan Kerrigan versus Morgan Moses. And <laughs> that didn't age too well. So Dron Christian and Morgan Moses, gone. Gone. And to me, that was the bigger surprise because I know Lake Lewis, shout out to Lake, love the guy. He was higher on Morgan Moses than anyone. And I remember last season, he's like, Dude, like I was talking to him. He's like, man, do not sleep on Morgan Moses. This guy played on two bad ankles, and the team straight up said, do not have surgery because we need you. Mm-hmm. Straight up was like, do not have surgery right now. Like, we need you for the rest of the season. Not last year, but the season before that. And then finally last season, he was healthy and had a great season. He had one of his highest graded seasons ever, to be honest with you. And he's just always been that one reliable piece. Like, there's been some moments where he's been bad. Like, I'm not saying he is like, the Trent Williams are like we've always had. No, but he has been consistent. And when other guys went down, he fought through the pain. He fought through the injuries. He stood there. He's a UVA guy. Wahoo. Wah. So he's everything I always like, you know, I, I was mm-hmm. a huge fan of him, but how big of a surprise was it when we announced, you know, we're letting him seek a trade. And do you really think like he wanted to go or do you think there's more to it? I, yeah, I don't know that he wanted to go. I, I don't know how much there, I don't know the deal with the trade. Honestly, once I heard that, I was like, this is probably not going to end in a trade. I don't know what kind of value he has realistically. I mean, he means a lot to this, or he's meant a lot to this franchise. Um, but, you know, over 30, you know, what kind of deal can you get, especially um, when Trent Williams got you two thirds or, or whatever, I mean, a third and a fifth or whatever it was. Um, you know, what was Morgan Moses realistically going to get to? I just, yeah. at that point, it felt like it was a matter of time, whether it was now or later that he was going to get cut, but it, was, it ended up being uh, super soon. I don't know if he wanted it out. It doesn't seem like it. It always seemed like he was a real big team player and, and loved the loved being here, loved being close to where he played college ball, like you said. Uh, I just think Ron wanted to get younger, and that was kind of in the tea leaves, right? So, uh, Leno comes on, they, they draft Cosme, they already had Cornelius Lucas. So uh, kind of looking back, it's kind of funny that Cornelius Lucas kind of got bent out of shape with, with Leno coming in and, and caught maybe Cosme being drafted, you know, those weird tweets he had or Instagram, whatever it was. Um, yeah. really it was Morgan that was the one that needed to be worried. And, uh, so yeah, really strange. Uh, he definitely one of the longest tenured, uh, Redskins, Washington football team members, so now, you know, in the last few months, it's been Sunberg, Moses, Kerrigan, probably the three longest tenured guys, and all three oh, are gone. Hands and down, yeah. It's it's just another example of Ron showing that this is his team. And I don't think he's being like a dictator by any means, but he's going to get the guys in that he wants, and he's implementing his plan. And so far, uh, you got to like what he's doing. So even though this one kind of hurts after, you know, a guy's given you so much and has played a really – high level you feel like um it is interesting to see where where they go from here yeah it absolutely you know feels like ron has complete control of his team and and we've known that like that's been the transparent thing like they weren't going to bring in uh martin mayhew or uh marty uh, herney yeah marty herney if they didn't click with ron like it was like these guys have to be on the same page with ron like it's just it's ron's show he's going to run it how he wants to they completely trust and he's he's proven like he's proven his, his self to say like hey that's a that's a good decision 
with his yeah. drafting, you know, with the guys, with the changes he's making, what he's showing on the field, fighting through everything he did last year, and then obviously winning the NFC East, say what you want about the season. But still, like, he is proving himself so far. And I'm all for letting him have full control. Because if you're going to go down, I don't want someone to be like, well, hey, look, I couldn't build my own team. I couldn't draft my own players. I didn't want this guy to be my quarterback. I didn't want Dwayne Haskins. Like, I don't want that to keep being a common theme. And we keep, you know, hearing like, oh, well, Dan Snyder was in on this and he was in this. Like, he's not at all anymore. Right. And it goes back to, I remember talking to Jason on the Zoom call and just saying like, Dan is involved, but he is not like in like making decisions, but he lets Ron do his thing. He trusts Ron completely. And he made that very well known when we talked to him, like, this is Ron's show. He's going to do what he wants. And like I said, I'm for it. If you're going to go down, go down with your team. Don't, you know, be able to say, like, I didn't like this guy. I didn't want to draft this guy. So I'm all for it. Ron's going to do his thing. Not everyone's going to support it, but, yeah. like, that's cool. Like, so far, it's proving to work out. Now, with Morgan Moses, it just hurts knowing. And I don't know if it's just, like, an internal thing, like, as a Washington fan, like, thinking that Morgan Moses is better than he actually is. Like, I don't know what the outside perspective is. And I was talking to my right. boss today, and he's like, dude, I hope the Bengals – he's a diehard Bengals fan. He's like, dude, I hope the Bengals get Morgan Moses. He's been solid for y'all, like, and he knows nothing about Washington. So, like, I feel like from a national standpoint, people actually respect Morgan Moses. You know, say what you want about the guy, but, like, I think he's not as bad as some people say he's been. Yeah, and I mean, like, on surface level, you know, even if you don't know who he is, you're going to see – uh a guy that has largely been really healthy has has started a bunch of games um, is all of a sudden available. You're going to be like, yeah, well, what the heck? Why wouldn't we do that? So, yeah, you know, whether or not his his reputation is as high as it is in, in, in D.C., I, I definitely think a team is going to take a chance on him real soon. And he's going to be a starter or at least battling for a starting spot uh, sooner rather than later. Because he's got uh, Yeah, I mean, he. He, he was solid. You know, I don't think he was an all pro. Uh, you know, I don't think he was on Trent Williams level, but he held down that right side for a, a long time. And that's all you can ask for at a right tackle. Well, I, you know, so go ahead. So I, I've been on the same page with you, you know, trust Ron, you know, he's given you every reason to trust him, but you know, it is a, it is kind of a head scratcher. I'm not going to say that I a hundred percent agree with it, but I'm going to give Ron the benefit of the doubt. You do wonder though, you know, Bringing in a rookie, is Cosme going to be a, a right tackle? Do they flip uh, Cornelius Lucas over there? Can Leno play right? You know, what is the – it just seems like you're creating a question mark that that you didn't need to create, at least not this year. So that's the one thing, you know, I, I certainly trust in Ron. He's, he's, you know, earned the benefit of the doubt, but still kind of looking at this one like, did you have to do that this year? Is that really the best move with a, a rookie – Tack, you know, just all those things that come to yeah. mind. So it will be interesting to see how it plays out. I think the movement, you kind of like wonder why, but like timing wise, it makes sense. Like you don't do this before the draft because then what if Cosme isn't there? What if someone mm-hmm. signed Leno? Then you're just like, uh, we have drawn Christian and Cornelius Lucas and we're just going to pray. <laughs> mm. Like to me, like this happened because Cosme was there and they like him that much. And he played well over a thousand snaps on the right side at Texas. He played both sides pretty much like equally as much as he played on the left. He did on the right too. So he can flex anywhere he needs to go left, right as a tackle. I wouldn't say guard, but tackle spot. He can hold that down as athletic as he is. 
they must have loved what they've seen so far. Rookie mini camps. He was out there, you know, doing his thing, showing his athletic ability. I saw some reps and some drills and stuff like that. And then Leno, like you've got to be high on the guy. He was another guy that really kind of like Morgan Moses got cut to save some cap from the Bears. Another like good, solid starter. You put him on the left side. Cool. If Cosme isn't 100% ready to start on the right side, then you put Cornelius Lucas over there who showed that he had a, a phenomenal season too. So I feel like you have these possibilities, but if you have Lucas, you have Cosme, you have Leno, you have Morgan Moses, it starts being like, all right, like you have a little bit too much, you know, cap invested in, you know, right. depth at that point. But I think saving that seven mil can help us. I don't think this year, I think it's more rolling into next year and free agency moves next year. Like, yes, we'll extend Jonathan Allen. We'll pay the guys we have now, but like, we've already had that money. Like, it's not like we were like over the cap. I forgot what the numbers were, but it's like 20 mil. Like we're at a range right now where it's like 22 mil or something like that. 22.6 mil available per over the cap. So like the money's been there. I don't think we really oh, yeah. cut him as like a cat casualty. I think it was a cut it now to save that seven mil that can be rolled over in the next season. Yeah. Are you with me and thinking, you know, I think everybody was like, Ooh, what does this mean? Is there a big move coming? Or do you think it is really kind of saving up, saving your pennies for the guys that you need to resign and, and, and thinking about the future, like you were saying. Yeah. I was joking with you and I said, what about Julio? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would be all for it. I know you were kind of pushed and I see like the injuries and stuff like that. We're not going to get on a Julio pod because I could talk about Julio all day long. If it happens, we certainly will. But yeah, I don't see that happening. I'm going to do a three hour live show about (laughs) Julio Jones, like showing his highlights, singing the Migos song, Dirty Birds. Um, Um, But I think it is rolling over. I think it's saving up for next season. We're going to be one of those teams. I think we're going to be top three in the cap heading into the offseason. Um, and the biggest things like, do we bring Fitzpatrick back? Like, what if another quarterback is available for free agency market? You're setting yourself up for things you need to think about. Right. Like, maybe you don't draft a quarterback. Maybe someone is available in free agency that you really like next year. And you have this money. And we're still going to pay our guys. Like, I think we're going to have a ton of money next year. Uh, I don't want to look ahead even more, but just seeing what moves this makes. Like I said, Jonathan Allen, I think his cap hit this year. It's like 10 mil. I don't know. So, like, cap-wise, if we extend him, it's really not going to, like, go up but so much this year. Like, it's just more extending him out. I could see him going up a couple mil, but we're not going to be, like, breaking the bank to where, like, we had to cut Morgan Moses to get you kind of thing. I think it's just setting up for a a big free agency next year, which I'm all for. If it's a big name wide receiver, if it's a quarterback that's available for whatever reason, tight end, sign me up. So do you agree or do you think this is like bringing in someone now? Like, hey, Aaron Rodgers is still there. Deshaun Watson, Julio Jones. Are we going to start talking about that again? I I don't think so. I think they'll certainly weigh all their options, but I think you're absolutely right. I think it's moving ahead. I think – I really think that Ron would be happy with this team where it's at right now, um, moving into the season. You know, you never know. I mean, what are we still four, five, four months away from from actual football? So you never know what can happen in that that time. But I think that he's he's going to feel pretty good about this, knowing, like you said, that there's all that coming down the line. Uh, a couple a couple of things that you, you said, like. To me, I, I didn't think about it this way, but it's almost like a Morgan Moses for a Leno trade, right? Like a Charles Leno trade. You, you get a year younger and you probably save some money. So if you look at it that way, it's it's not a bad trade off to get a, a guy that's been to a Pro Bowl recently um, for a guy that's a, a little bit older. 
And then uh, another thing, thinking about how they're they're making the move right now, it kind of reminds me of like Bill Belichick. You know, I'm not saying that they have the same success, obviously, but there were times when Bill Belichick would get, you know, cut Richard Seymour, cut Lawyer Malor, some guys that you were like, yeah, what is he doing? But he was he 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 was ahead of like he knew what he had or didn't have, and uh, was making the moves before it cost you too too much down the line. So. Yeah, you know, I, I think Ron knows this team better than than all of us. I know we're all diehards and we, we love this team and live and breathe and die on every move that they make. But you got to think that Ron is doing the same thing and and knows these guys. And maybe he knows, like like you said, maybe Morgan Moses, his ankles are really bad and it's just a matter of time. You know, you hope not, but uh, for his sake. But it is a good point to, to know uh, that Ron's in charge. Yeah, you think about, like, all the teams who, like, have to go over this huge makeover. Like, I mean, think, like, recently the Patriots, like, post-Tom Brady, they're adding all these guys. Like, they're looking for the next quarterback. They draft Mac Jones. They're, like, rebuilding, kind of just, like, starting over. We haven't had that in Washington for a long time. It's been Mm -hmm. like, okay, RG3 got hurt. Now we're just kind of looking for our next quarterback, looking for our next quarterback, looking for our next quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Like, it's just, like, but we've still had these long-term guys, and no one, like, dominant like we've signed some bums you know we had like josh doxson paul richardson like we went through all that but we haven't had that complete makeover like when gruden got here it was just like all right like i'm just kind of like making some little low-key moves nothing too crazy like this is a completely different washington team and i'm not talking about just players but like scheme and how we play we're playing with speed I mean, like guys like Downey Brown, Curtis Samuel, like a Fitzpatrick who's just going to throw that rock. Like we haven't had that in so long. And you start – it's really starting to feel like it. Like I watch this team. I look at it on paper. I'm looking at all these moves, and I'm like, this is this is a completely different Washington team. I don't think we've seen anything like this before. You see Antonio Gibson. You see these dominating guys like J.D. McKissick who can do anything in the backfield. Like there's so many weapons – that we have now. And like, I'm getting excited about this team. Like I've been excited, but like, I'm looking at this new team coming in and that second season, just Ron, just laying his blueprint down saying, this is the kind of team we're going to be. These are the guys I want. Give me a Sam Cosme, who was one of the biggest athletic freaks of all time, you know, as a tackle, we're going to do this thing. We're going to play fast. We're going to come at you hard. Chase Young is going to be just dominating you on the field at all times. And this defense is just going to, suck the life out of every offense in the league like i get hyped like just thinking about it but it's just it just has this feel and then you look at the front office you watch these videos of jason wright talking and how refreshing it is and dan coming out like we'll talk about that like his video like actually speaking willingly to someone about the future of watching like what is going on like jason thank you for you know implementing some kind of you know a little bit of yourself into dan yeah like working your magic with dan so but it just has such a refreshing feel. You're nervous because you just want it to work out. And then you have like the old diehards that like Kerrigan's gone, Sunberg's gone, like screw this team. I can't get behind this. But like we're going to find out what this team looks like. So I'm excited about it. Um, and the only thing I'm going to say about John Christians, he got picked up by Houston today. So did he that's really? A, I did not yeah, know that. Claimed off the waivers that. by the Houston Texans. Yeah. So Morgan Moses has not been picked up or anything that I know of. Um, but yeah, really strange. Not sure why, but that's really all I got to say about him. Sorry, um, John Christian. But 
also exciting news, technically on on the field news, because it is the field. FedEx field, field. (laughs) finally, the literal field is getting renovated in 2021. We are getting new turf, and this is a long time overdue. Long time, yeah. This is the worst field, and I went back and got some quotes from the famous Washington Redskins versus Seattle Seahawks game with RG3, and when uh, Seahawks, Chris Clemens had a knee injury as well on the same field. I remember the kicker. I forgot who it was. Sue me. But the kicker Uh, was literally like, I refuse to take reps on this field. Like He didn't even do much kicking pregame. He's like, this is the worst field I've ever played on. Do you remember who it was? Was it Steven Hauschka? It might. I want to say it was something Hauschka. It started with the H, so it probably is, honestly. But these are some of the quotes that came from after the game. Someone said, I don't know the names. It was pretty unanimous, probably for good yeah. reason. Said, that is the worst field I have ever played on. They painted dirt green to make it look like we were playing on grass. I've heard that. Oh. Quote, unquote, should be illegal quote-unquote, like working in a sweatshop. That's pretty embarrassing for the opposing team. Like, And how often do you hear someone talking about the field? Like, man, that field sucked. We're not even going to talk about the game. We're not going to talk about nothing but how bad that field was. Like, it it, takes a lot. And it was Steven Hauschka. I just looked it up. Steven Hauschka. So, shout out out Hauschka. But, like, that is so embarrassing. And we've known for such a long time. And, like, the RG3 thing was just, like, the final shot. Like, all right, we've got to fix this field. This is terrible. I mean, I've been to games, and, like, after the game, it just looks like, you know, D-Day just happened on the field. Yeah, Yeah, it is just – like, you might as well – do you remember in um, Dark Knight when, like, Bane's walking on the field and it's just yeah. demolished? Like, that's what it looks that's like after, after a game. game. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> FedEx after a hard-fought game. So, excited to hear about the news. What do you think? Like, long overdue, how happy are you to finally see that our players can be protected on the field? Yeah, it's absolutely about that. It's protection. You shouldn't have to worry about the field giving out on you. I mean, it's, it's 2021. I mean, this is old now. Like – this should have been done years ago. I mean, 2012, we're like, oh, that wasn't that long. That's nine years ago. Yeah. I mean, it, this should have been done a long time ago. It's well overdue. Um, I mean, I guess kudos to them for finally getting it done. But, I mean, why did it take this long? Um, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty crazy that it even took this long. I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words that it took this long. So, yes, yeah, good that it's done. Glad that. Uh, hopefully there'll they'll be no more injuries caused by the ground. You know, it's one thing to be hit or to, you know, plant the wrong way just from running too fast or whatever. But the fact that the actual ground is not going to cause injuries now will be really great. Yeah, you would think player safety would be a huge concern. It wouldn't take many, many, many years right. to fix something as simple as the turf, of which other teams literally just roll out and roll into the stadium on like a platform that literally just slides, which is just crazy in itself yeah. i don't i don't think they still play in it but um who was the raiders old field remember it was like the baseball field and the football oh, yeah. field together yeah. that was horrible it like if ours was worse than that yeah like it's little dirt like you're yeah. on the actual dirt and then it's just like and turf like, yep. <laughs> so the fact that it was quoted as being worse than that field in itself is embarrassing so speaking of the field obviously we saw the video tmz with dan snyder stopping him and then willingly talking to TMZ, by the way, it wasn't like stiff arming anybody. Shout out Jason Wright making a cameo. Also yeah. with him as they travel around not only 
country, but the world. Jason, of course, I, I guarantee he wanted to travel to Europe because of uh, soccer and wanted to see some of those other stadiums out there. But first off, seeing them in the at the uh, Rams stadium, I think that's where they were when they stopped them. I think that's near, right, yeah. yeah. near the Rams' new stadium. Don't blame them. I want to see that stadium so bad. That place is probably insane. Same with Las Vegas. Like, we're going to some sweet stadiums this year. Talked about Atlanta, talked about Las Vegas. I think we go to Denver. I heard that's a phenomenal area as well. So, looking forward to that. Like, how refreshing is it that Dan and his team that he has put together are doing like this pretty much a tour, getting ideas, saying, like, hey, this is what we want. That's a good idea. This is what our fans deserve. How refreshing was that? Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's exactly what you want to hear. And I think I had seen, I think maybe Mitch Tischler said that um, he toured Jerry World. You know, he, he's been doing this for a while, which is really good to hear. Um, down here in Atlanta, we, you know, the Braves have a pretty new stadium. It was SunTrust Park. Now it's Truist Park. And you heard that they, they went around to all the different ballparks and took, uh, you know, parts of, of each thing, parts of things that they loved. And hopefully uh, Dan Snyder does that same thing. And, and like you said, they're, they're traveling to some pretty cool stadiums, um, whether it be in the off season or, you know, during the actual season. So you got to think that he's going to take a little bit of everything and implement it into their new stadium, wherever it may be. Um, you got to hope then know that it's going to be pretty sweet and the best of the best. So yeah, that's a great sign to hear. It seems like in years past that maybe he would have not been out and about doing that. Maybe he was, and maybe, you know, we're, we're not giving him the benefit of the doubt, but it seems like, like you said, with, <laughs> it seems like with Jason Wright and just all the changes they're making, they're just going in the right direction in so many different ways. And so um, to see it publicly like this is, is really cool and uh, makes me excited for when the stadium comes along. I think he said, what, 2027 was the year? Yeah, he dropped out? a little nugget. He said yeah. 2027, but it might be sooner, so possibly right. 2026. So, Regardless, so, I'm all for that. So let me – So yeah, so that's five, six years away. You think that's why they're putting in the turf because they know that they're going to be there for another few years? Yeah, because the, the lease with FedEx in that area ends in 2026. Six to twenty-seven, I believe. Okay. It's one of those years, like the lease actually ends. So, like, I think at that point, he, he's kind of timing this perfectly to just move out of FedEx. And he also said, like, the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. So, like, that's been like the big question: where, like, where would it be? And I'm like pounding the table for DC. And like I was talking about Boston today, he's like, man, I've been to Denver, I've been to Cincinnati, and it's like right on the water. It's like downtown. There's people at the bars hanging out. Like, I've been to Cleveland, I've been to all these stadiums, and I'm like, dude, like, and that's what I've been saying. Like, I've right. been to Atlanta. I went to Cleveland recently. Like, you feel that vibe. There's people at the bars talking, hyping up, you know, doing the chants, like, go brownies. You see all these restaurants. There's just culture everywhere. I showed him a picture of FedEx Field. He's like, where the heck is it? And I was like, that is right. a great question. If you had to tell me where, to, like, if I had to describe it, like, look, just take this exit, and you're at FedEx Field. Like, there's literally, like, housing behind it. Like, there is no state, like, I mean, bars and, like, restaurants and, like, history behind it. It's just in a random giant parking lot in Landover, Maryland. Like, what is exciting about that? Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about it with Pete. You got to make it an experience. I mean, TVs and the TV packages that you can get, direct TV and watch, yeah. you know, eight games at once. Why, why would people want to go out to just a stadium? You got to want to go out to 
not only a stadium, but a place that you can get a bite to eat, a place that you can, uh, you know, go out afterwards or beforehand or go sightsee, you know, as part of the trip. So, yeah, it absolutely makes a whole lot of sense to put it in D.C. because that's all D.C. is, is, you know, landmarks and, and all kinds of stuff to do. Why not put it in the place that it's named after the team's named after. I mean, Washington, we're talking about Washington, DC. It's not Washington state. It's Washington, DC, Washington, Maryland. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Put it, put it, put it there. That makes so much sense. And like you said, you've been pounding that table for a while. It makes, uh, you you know, kudos to you, but you know, make it an experience, make it something that is, is fun to go do, not just for the team, but, but also like for all the amenities and everything that goes with it. I don't only want as a fan to walk up to that stadium with chills. I'm, dude, I'm not even kidding. I literally, <laughs> this might sound sad. I have a picture on my phone when I got to the Atlanta stadium to watch Alabama versus Duke in the Chick-fil-A kickoff. Got free Chick-fil-A, by the way. I nice. literally took a picture. The hair on my arms were standing up when that ball got kicked off. I'm not even kidding. I got, my friends roasted me because I sent it to the group chat. I was like, I literally have chills. One, because it was Alabama football, and I love it that much. And two, that stadium is phenomenal. You just felt so much history inside. Like the giant wall with all the helmets from the high school football teams. Georgia is – that it's a religion. Like you can attest yeah. to this. Football is the religion. They – you know, the culture. You have the Migos. You have Calvin Johnson stuff, you know, being a Georgia Tech guy. You just have the appreciation of the state and the culture around it. Dude, I like literally I had chill. I just stood there. I was like, this place is mesmerizing. And so many fans are gonna like experience that this year. Yeah. And I'm so excited for that. Like and I know you, you've been there. It's yeah, a beautiful you, place. You walk right up onto the concourse and you're at a bar. I mean, that I mean yeah. it doesn't get much better than that. So yeah, that's yeah. absolutely that should be um, you know, where you start is, is Atlanta Stadium and all these places we've we've mentioned. It makes so much sense to have it be like that. And now they've seen the best of the best make make Washington's the best of the best uh, in the yeah. next few years. And you're changing a name. There's so much history in DC with with RFK, and like we saw that um, with Doc Walker's video, like just walking that stadium again. Like there's so much history still there. I feel like you can bring that mm-hmm. into the name. Like if you're rebuilding a franchise, go where it started. Yeah. Like obviously, like it goes way back. Like was it Boston? Like when it first? Yeah, the Boston. Patriots, maybe I don't know. Something is that was like that was way way back. But like, start where like the Super Bowls were won, where champions were made, like the richest time of the franchise. Just drop it right there and just let it soak all that up and start this new name. Like I feel like that would be the best thing. So I wanted to ask you a question, a fun little game. Say we get this new stadium. And shout out to Washington, by the way, starting this season, adding some local flavor with game day vendors. I think that's a great idea because if there's one thing that I care about, like the quality of the stadium, I wanted the players to play well. I want to win. And I also want to eat good. Like if food's involved, it better be good. There better be some like good beer selection. I'd say food's just as important as the player's performance, right? it's up there it's part of the you don't want some dry pretzel like it's just the most boring basic no you're you're right it's nice to have some some good food to go with hopefully a good game you're you're right you're right 
So shout out to them, like adding and like the food trucks in DC and stuff. Banging, by the way, love the food trucks in DC. Like, just tell them to pull up the FedEx, <laughs> line them up, and we'll get a ton of food before the game. But I thought that was a good idea, adding some local flavor. You know, getting vendors involved with the game. Phenomenal idea. They're doing a lot of great things. But I had to ask you. So, say they open up a stadium, you can pick one place to just drop in there. So, I, if you've ever been like up in FedEx Field, like they had a um. I literally just had the name. It's a it's a little restaurant. Um, it's got burgers and shakes and stuff. I'm going to get murdered for this. I forgot Johnny what Rockets. it is. Yes, thank you. Ooh, uh, Brian was saying, there was a Johnny Rockets up top. Like I remember going there like during the draft party and stuff, getting a burger and a shake and just being done for the day like on that Saturday. But if you had to put one place in the new stadium to eat, what would it be? Um. So... I'm not super familiar with the local cuisine. Up it can in be DC. anything, anything okay, nationwide. So, just drop it in there. Well, so here, here's here's what I'll say: some sort of awesome barbecue, whether it's local, whether it's the best barbecue around. Give me Come a barbecue now. joint if it, if they've got a good local spot up there. I apologize for not knowing because you know I haven't lived up there since I was I six. But <laughs> I anyway, know. like just like the best barbecue you can think of, drop that in. I mean, so you can smell it dirt, you know, from your seat sign me up just I, anything involving meat honestly. yeah barbecue yeah i'm in i'm in yeah I, i'm 100 with you some brisket some barbecue some ribs like i would never say no to that drop some steak whatever i would love that but like there's one place if i had to pick it's got to be raising canes okay i know you i know you know all about canes you're from georgia you know about canes right i i don't go there a lot but yes I, i'm now. familiar with it yeah Every day I leave work, I have to talk myself out of going raising canes because that's so good. Like I know it's all over Georgia, but we have a couple up here. They're building one in uh, Fredericksburg, I think, and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm in trouble. Like this summer body is not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Any chances of it's going? I get like extra toast, extra sauce. But Dan, if you ever listen to this, there's a zero percent chance you'll ever hear this episode. But man, in this new stadium, put some good meat. Smoke some barbecue, some brisket, and please, for the love of God, give me a raising canes or a Whataburger. Like, like, let's bring a Whataburger to the East Coast, make that a thing. I'd be all for it. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about stadium experiences just a little bit too. As a fan, what's some ideas that you can think of to where like to get people more excited? Because when you do pull up the FedEx. It's just like, all right, there's not much going on. Like, there's tailgating and stuff. I feel like tailgating can only go, but like so long like what kind of idea like if you had to pick one thing to have at a game whether it's for like families or just for like young fans or for yourself it's where everyone can have a good time like before the game and even like afterwards yeah i think you got to think about restaurants that kind of you know are part of the park or kind of part of the little area like almost turn it into its own little city place to go before the game you know maybe get there early if you don't want to worry about trying to miss part of the game or stand in lines having restaurants like right around there that you can go to before or after um, i think that would be a huge place to start you kind of turn it into its own little destination because you can go you know you can go for you know if it's a one o'clock game you can go for breakfast or whatever it is a brunch spot hit that up before the game and then go into the game you know get whatever you need during the game and then even after the game go for drinks or dinner lunch dinner whatever it is um, so yeah, I think early putting, games, especially be hype. After yeah. It's like everybody just meet back up and just watch the rest of the games. For yeah. The day. Yeah, exactly. So putting, putting a bunch of places that you can go out and, 
eat and drink and um like i'm I, I keep saying like its own mini little city like turn it into the washington football team park city you know just little area that that people can go for the day and and honestly even when there aren't games like make those restaurants and those destinations you know that that much fun to go to um even when there's not a game on that sunday and a fun place to watch it away games you know whatever it may be yeah that's a great idea and like that's one thing like i was saying like in these big cities like people i remember i went to charlotte i watched a panthers game and afterwards we went to this bomb bar had some great wings. There was fans from like everywhere just watching these other teams. Obviously, I was watching Washington play. The Cowboys was like a 4.30 game or whatever. So it was like perfect timing. Just sat there, ate some wings, you know, just rustling and tussling with some guys, like talking about the games, like hating yeah. on the Cowboys together. Like it was just a good time. Like we're just vibing, eating wings, drinking beer, and hating on the Cowboys. Like it doesn't get better than that. So That's I would I absolutely be all for that. Because even like the opposing team visits, if it's like the Chargers or something, like we don't hate the Chargers. Like I'd be cool with the fans afterwards. If we're like, hey, right. this game's on, like psh, let's go to such and such. Like let's go to this bar and hang out and get something to drink. So I think that's important. Um, and then at the draft, one thing I was I really liked that impressed me was how much like fan experience stuff they had. Like they had these locker rooms that you could walk in. I'm sure you saw like some pictures, like Chase Young's locker was there. Like you could walk through, like I want more fan experience stuff. Like I remember walking at the top of FedEx field. You saw like Sean Taylor's locker. You saw like Super Bowl trophies. There's history like on the wall and stuff like that. I want more things where the fans can be involved, take pictures with stuff, look at things. They were like kicking stuff. field goals. Yeah, yeah. Like and getting the kids excited about the game of football, like not even what's being played on the field. Like, I'm not gonna lie, sometimes I'll be watching a basketball game or a football game, and afterwards I'm like, me and my buddies, I'm like, yo, let's go play some pickup. Like, I'm ready to go. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm about to be like Travis Kelsey and y'all, like Logan Thomas, the tight end, like tell me that rock. Like, we get hyped and talk about it. So I think that's important too, just the love of the game, implementing with the kids, getting them involved, like games throwing the football yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah like, if you, like at the hall of fame they have a cool little mini field you can run around on and like just throw the football and like play a little game on there and they're building this huge stadium behind it too which looks pretty intense but like a little field that's a great idea like something to get people involved not just watching the game but like the love of the game just spreading to the next generation and fans like that's what i like that kind of stuff because like i said the draft day Dude, there's so many things you could do. I missed that draft day experience, like at the field. I know they had something this year, but it was completely different. Like Wally was performing one year, and there was just so many things you could do. You could tour the facility. You were just like free to have fun. And it was, I went every yeah. single year and I got as yeah, many absolutely. people with me as possible. So I was all for it. The future is bright for the field, starting with the turf this year. And then Finally. whatever the new stadium is, you got to be excited as a fan. But as we go through all these changes, me and Brian decided that it is important to hold on to the history, look back at some key times as a Washington fan and as a player. So we're starting this segment called the Washington Rewind, where we take a look back every single week, pick a big moment that happened, some of our favorites from the past. And obviously with Ryan Kerrigan going on this week, we had to involve Ryan Kerrigan, all-time sack leader in Washington and there was one play to me, it wasn't too long ago, October 21st, 2018, strip sack on Dak Prescott against the Cowboys, picked up by Preston Smith, and he just opened his arms up, looked into the end zone, scored the touchdown, and a crazy ending with Dallas, <laughs> a snap impression 
on the field goal and push yeah. them back, which never happens. A snapping fraction on a field goal? That I've only seen that happen like once or twice. Push them back, missed it. Like he said, it's wide left, hit the upright. Washington wins 20-17. to 17. What do you remember about that game as a fan? Yeah, it was crazy. That was definitely an unreal game. Um, I think Washington pretty much had that game in the book, uh, but then they kind of gave it back towards the end, so it came down to that field goal. But, uh, man, that was that was really sweet to win it in that, that dumb of a way for the Cowboys to blow it that way. Um, but one thing I remember from that is uh, I think that was the first game after Rich Tandler passed away, a uh, longtime Redskins writer, um, so it just felt like really, really awesome that the Redskins were able to beat the Cowboys in the first game after Rich had passed. So um, just really cool. And yeah, that was honestly one of the, the moments that I thought about was that that strip sack and um, Preston Smith running it in there. It doesn't get better than beating the Cowboys and it doesn't get better than, um, you know, the HBK making a big play to, to make it happen. Yeah, a um, lot of key moments, a lot of game closing moments from Kerrigan. That one stood out to me. What are you going to say? I was going to say I was going to go to mine, and it, it was his very first career game with the uh, uh, Eli Manning tip pass that was basically in the end zone. He he fell underneath it for a, a touchdown, and uh, that put them up. Uh, just a, a really awesome play. It was like, man, who is this guy? Because I remember thinking, you know, uh, who who was this guy that 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 you know the Redskins drafted? Who who is what can we expect from him? And he made that big of an impact play in his his first first ever game was just really awesome and got the season off the right way. They beat the the Giants, which is always fun to do as well. Beat Eli Manning, which is always fun to do. So, um, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. I don't think that season ended well. I think they were like 5-11, and 11, but they beat the Giants twice, and the Giants went on to win the Super Bowl. We haven't Bowl. done that in a while. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ryan Kerrigan getting a pick six in his first career game is one of the, the lasting images I have of him as a – as a Redskin slash WFT member. Absolutely. And like I said, just as we go forward with a new team name coming up, whenever it happens, new stadium, just like we said, new directions. Rewind. (laughs) Exactly. We want to rewind, capture these moments because it is part of the history. Hence why they put 1932 in the name for Washington, because all that history, you can't erase it. It's there. It's reason we're fans and what we hold on to as fans. So something we want to do every single week. But Brian, this episode has been brought to you by Bet Online. Like I said, y'all check out BetOnline.ag. Make those bets. It's still basketball season. Is Washington going to win the playoffs? Is the Wizards going to make it? Are the Caps going to finally get their stuff together again and get back to the Stanley Cup? Brian doesn't care because he's a Braves fan. But there's so many things to bet on right now. You can even bet is Washington going to win the NFC East next year. Yeah, well, some pretty first good. First off, I care about the Caps. I hope that they they right. do do get good. back there. Um, yeah, I'm 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 an Orioles fan and a Braves fan being down here, so uh, probably hated by a lot of uh, our Washington football friends that Nationals fans that hate both the Braves and the Orioles. Anyway, yes, yeah. tons of stuff to bet on. Um, so check them out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. We'll let you slide. Akuna's a ton of fun to watch. I'm all for these young guys dominating the league, making it hey, fun too. to watch. If you hit a home run, he said the whole Vince Carter, it's over. That was sick. Sorry, Nats fans. I'm still for the Nats, obviously. But I thought, you know, you guys support these young guys, just like Chase Young, making it exciting to be a young guy in Washington. Players that want to play here, Brian. And we want to be here as podcasters, right? That's right. 
This is our squad. We got a new team coming up. It's been a fun time, Brian. We'll see y'all next week. I've been a great football thing for Maybe I got it all too fast. Too soon. Been living like no fans, no rules. I've been trying to make it last, make it move. But I'ma hop in this point and act a fool. Excuse me, I've been a great football thing I've been a great Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.